Welcome to issue 51.5 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet. As well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me today is the full crew, Daniel. How's it going? Good morning. How are you? Good. And Mike? Good morning, Steve. Morning, Shane. Morning, everybody. And Spider-Man is here. Hello. How's it going? Good. Chad, how's it going? Good, buddy. And last but not least, James, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm, I'm good, thanks. Oh, we got a lot of people on the mic here today. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this in the far future, you have already seen our four-part series on The Wrecking Crew. Well, we thought we'd bring them all back together again to talk about the cards that are common to all of their encounter sets. But first... But first what? You've got, you've got something for us. We have an Intelligentsia update. Just a, a real easy question. I think we thought we'd, thought we'd uh, start with a kind of a softball here. So Intelligentsia is a, just a general question here. Which one of the Wrecking Crew is the best? Well, obviously, oh, clearly, Pilot, I think he's the leader. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. 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 Let's say one at a time here. Okay. My goodness. That's fair. All right. That was unacceptable. All right. Let's start. Let's start with you, Shane. Who do you think is the best? I think it's the Wrecker. And uh, I think it's pretty clear cut. He's the oldest character. He's got the best origin story. He's definitely the strongest. Uh, he's gone toe-to-toe with more relevant characters. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be around. Those are strong words, Shane. What do you think of that, Spider-Man? I, I mean, I think if it wasn't for uh, certain Asgardian, uh, you wouldn't be relevant either, really. And uh, Bulldozer uh, could probably squat about as much with his uh, strength focused in his legs and his uh, shoulders. So really, really, that's just kind of a, a irrelevant. Um, yeah. Oh, again, bold words. Chad, response? Well, I think uh, the best member, the most uh, desired member, the <laughs> the absolute top-tier member of the Wrecking Crew has to be Pile Driver. I've watched a lot of debates, and um, based on what I saw during those debates, it's very important to consider the size of someone's hands during a debate. And Kyle Driver does have the biggest hands. So uh, therefore I am the best. Uh, I, good luck refuting that, James. I mean, you know, some people need to focus attention on their on their big hands to, uh, you know, compensate for their, uh, their tiny intellect and uh, you know clearly there's there's only one member of the wrecking crew who who made his own gamma bomb um you know there's there's only one of the wrecking crew who's a who's a certified genius clearly thunderball is the best wow well i mean steve mike what what do you think about these the four cases these gentlemen have made do we want to weigh in do we have an answer or is it too dangerous uh, I, I don't know i don't know they've all touched the crowbar <laughs> i don't know if i want to get in on that that's right. The crowbar. They've all touched the crowbar. 
Ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay, from a card standpoint, <laughs> they're all dangerous in their own odd way. I think I am fearful of Thunderball the most, but Ooh. but he's not the one I take out first because Pile Driver is just there. That's right. He draws the attention, and if you don't take him out quick, you are going to regret it. That's right. That's right. No, no, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know. I know it's your opinion and stuff, but that's that's incorrect. Is there a different opinion that you've got? <laughs> Everybody's um, got their own strategy. That's fine. That's actually not how you play the scenario. So let's let's try that one again. Uh, for that answer, <laughs> I would like to defer to my good friend Daniel. Uh well, I I got to be honest. The the wrecker that I the, the wrecking crew member that I am most afraid of is actually Thunderball as well. But now that I've been told that's not the right opinion, um, I I don't know. I I guess the one who you know one who leads the crew and and talks the loudest might be the the one I'm now most most afraid of. Good work, Shane. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, man mm-hmm. Ooh, no, I'm going to tell you who I'm the least afraid of how about that okay uh, Okay. three way tie for last yeah I'm the least <laughs> afraid of Bulldozer's scheme Okay. but I do not like his overkill so maybe I'm afraid of his attack but I'm not afraid of his scheme at all that's okay. We can't all be certified geniuses like that other guy. So that's right. <laughs> what a nerd! Big hands. <laughs> nice hair too, Chad. Right, pile driver. Yes. Yeah. Big hair, big hands. I'm a big deal, and I'm a big pile. Wait, no, I don't want to go there. All right. <laughs> uh, I think we have. I, I think we've. We've solved it. I think we definitively have said exactly who's the best and who's the worst, uh, even if we didn't say it. Agreed. We have Agreed. totally, Good. totally, Good perfectly dodged that moment. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we we uh, know the answer. Work. Perfect. Good job, everybody. <laughs> Just like a true debate. Yep. <laughs> we have accomplished nothing. That's uh, right. Got him. Let's look at some rules and some cards. How about that? Sounds good. We'll look at Wreckers cards first again, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll start with the, with the Wreckers cards. Is that not what we're doing here? You had no, no, too late for that. <sighs> oh, okay. He's, uh, he's had his time. That's right. <laughs> All right, this little segment: rules be rules. So we have not really discussed the basic concept of how this scenario works. So I'm just going to go through it super quick because I think enough people have played it at this point, but maybe some folks haven't. We've got every villain has got that A and B side. You're going to play A on standard and B for expert. They all have their corresponding side scheme, their corresponding deck, and they all have their own hit point tracker. So you end up with four complete little modules, plus the main scheme that kind of sits above it. We've got an active villain token that starts off on the scheme, the side scheme that has the most threat. And that active villain token is going to move around as you play. And any card, this is kind of where it's gets interesting with the hero cards is any card that refers to the villain is only going to refer to the active villain, the one that has that little token on it. And any card that refers to the encounter deck only refers to the active villain's corresponding deck. 
And then when the villain is dealt boost cards, it's dealt from the active villain's deck, which could um, maybe shuffle things around a little bit. You might be able to draw a boost card from somebody else's deck, depending how that works out. And when a player's dealt an encounter card, it's dealt from the active villain's deck. If you defeat a villain, you get rid of the villain, the side scheme, his and his deck. I, that's the basic sort of gist of the whole thing. So I say that last point is an important one to note because first time I played this, I did not read it properly. And I thought that after I KO'd the villain, I still had to thwart his side scheme before it went away, which made it made it harder and longer than it needed to be. So mm, yep. read the rules. Make the game, game <laughs> easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I didn't mention was if any villain's deck runs out and you reshuffle the deck, you add an acceleration token to the main scheme, not to his side scheme, but to the main scheme. So that's mm-hmm. going to end up pushing the uh, the villain's win condition a little bit faster. And these decks are fairly small, so it can happen. I have a question. Yep. If I'm playing a game with more than one player, and I only have one core set, I don't have enough trackers to keep track of my villain's hit points. Does that mean I'm unable to play the scenario? Yep. Correct. Why no, Chad? It does not. <laughs> <laughs> They tell you. (laughs) They tell you in the rule book on page two. If you do not have enough hit point dials, you can use dice, counters, pen and paper, or some other method to track each villain's hit points. I'm so glad they felt the need to say that. And people still complained. they still complained. (laughs) I know. If you really want to, if you really want to mess your heads up. You can use Lord of the Rings threat dials and realize that they dial in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like them having to say that reminds me of like the cereal box that has to tell you that there's not actually strawberries in there. Like, right. you know, I, yeah, that's the same mentality is trying to deal with. All right. <laughs> that was a great question, Chad. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's start with yep. the cards, Mike. All right. We have our main <laughs> scheme breakout. Side 1A. Scenario contents. All the wreckers are villains. Set up. Did, did you just call us all wreckers? Yep. All the wreckers. Yep. That's correct. <laughs> I, don't like no. I don't like that. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> uh, uh. Okay, decide whether you're using version A or version B of these wonderfully talented villains. Uh, put aside, put their encounter decks into play. Set up. Put the Day of Reckoning, Thunderstruck, Pile it on and clear the road side schemes into play, which are the villain's core side schemes. Place the active counter on Wrecker. Advance to stage 1B. 1B says, forced response after step 1 of the villain phase, place one threat on each side scheme. Move the active counter to the villain whose scheme has the most threat. If there is a tie, the first player chooses. If the stage is completed, the players lose the game. It starts with zero threat and goes up. One per turn. Yeah, so one thing to really note on setup here is we can't add a modular set. We don't add in our obligations. There's no shadow of the past. So you're just playing self contained, just the cards that come in this little pack, which I think is a big complaint for most people because the modular bit of this game is so much fun and it's such a great mechanic, and then you don't get to do it here. Mm. And you don't get to put the expert set into play. I like it thematically. Yeah, it seems like they could have added some alternate rules for the scenario where you have an generalized encounter deck that's 
they could have had these cards maybe in a, a, a separate deck and then you add a modular to it and you add the standard cards to it and then you reveal one of those each turn as well as the villains card to make it like a more difficult mode so you're revealing two cards uh in a single player game i've definitely has ruled it just shuffling the three expert cards in shadow of the past shuffle one of them into each deck and then when you ko that villain you take any of the expert or shadow of the past cards and shuffle them into the remaining ones just to kind of spice it up a bit but as you say it would have been nice if there was something something kind of built into it to, to give you that yeah as designed customization like yeah that's that's actually pretty interesting yeah i've seen a bunch of different house rules out there similar things um when uh when the counter move you have like a side deck kind of like chad mentioned and of standard expert obligations and when the token moves then you deal yourself an encounter card from that side deck Oh, okay. um, yeah. Th That's things like idea. that. So, you know, it's not every turn you're not playing heroic, but you, you're getting something from that every time the counter moves, and and maybe you're not able to control that counter move, or maybe you are. But yeah, That's a good idea. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really like that it doesn't have modules or the obligations um, thematically, because uh, the wrecking crew, whenever they show up, a lot of times they're just being hired by somebody with no instructions. They're like, just, just go there and break in and do damage. Like, just go there and do your thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the modules and the obligations represent, like, a deeper investment with the character. Mm. Or, like, somebody else helping them out. And, I mean, there's already four of them, so who needs to help them? So, mechanically, it may not be the best, but thematically, it makes sense. Yeah, especially since they're breaking out of jail, right? <laughs> so Yeah, I gotta mm -hmm. say, this is the, the weakest story we've seen. Uh, there's no flavor text on the scheme. And uh, they're breaking out of prison. Mm. Nope, that's the story. Yeah, we do get some story in the book. That's a lot of their plot hooks. That's their shtick. Well, I like the I like the theme. Yeah, we we get the story of the book, and I also like the theme of they were they're all imprisoned, but with their uh with their magic weapons. I think that's great. Magic weapon and the costumes and their costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would they want to break out? They seem to have everything there. <laughs> I ran out of hair gel. Uh, okay. We got to get sense. this guy out of here. <laughs> He's going crazy in here. Well, let's look at the rest of these cards. Why don't we have the, the most attractive uh, of our villains read the first one? Okay. Uh, sure. Buddy system. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Why don't we just take this in, uh, in order? Let's start with uh, Wrecker. All right, Buddy System is a treachery. Uh, there's one in the deck, or one in each character's deck. Uh, when revealed, choose the villain whose side scheme has the least threat. Reveal the top card of his deck, and then the top two cards if he's the only villain left. Boost, move the active counter to the villain whose side scheme has the least threat. Uh, thanks for letting me read this one, because it's got cap on it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can only assume that this was on purpose. Um, I also really like the art, because... Thunderball can only hold Cap and has to stay behind him. He's like, even if I don't want to, I don't want to be in front of him. That's the most dangerous part of Captain America is the front of him. Oh, I mean, you know, if you reckon Wrecker could uh, could hit him if he wasn't being held still, you you, you go ahead and think that. It's important to give your team members <laughs> jobs that they can complete, and so they're like, all right, you know what? <laughs> you and your fancy piece of paper stand behind him, and then we'll get rid of him. 
but you can um, hold him or maybe like try to tie his shoelaces together or uh, do our taxes. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but, but it's not in the art. But but Captain America's legs are often uh, overlooked, and and it looks like they might be free. So maybe Thunderball's actually kind of being the smart one here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The front side of Captain America is the most dangerous. I, I did a whole thesis on this. That's the part that he punches with. <laughs> Don't stand in front of Captain America and other essays, by the record. <laughs> All right, so what do you think of the card? Oh, yeah, the card. I like it, yeah. It's neat because you're going to draw a card that doesn't belong to the villain who's you know activated against you, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and especially because... A lot of this game is trying to control who is active. So if you're trying to avoid somebody's encounter cards in particular, you can still get them. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I usually keep the threat off of whoever I don't want to become the active villain because that's how that counter moves to the guy with the most. And then this can get you some of his cards, which can uh, be pretty bad. It can be a real curveball. Yep. Without this card, I don't think the scenario holds its own. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there should be more copies of it, honestly. Yeah, I guess. How how big are the decks? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so I mean, it's gonna show up in every game, pretty much. Yep. But only so often. Yep. That that boost effect, I think, is a lot more impactful in in multiplayer because, yeah, like in solo, you'll get it to activate. You'll you'll get your encounter card from that deck, but 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 that's about it. If you get this in four player on the first attack, then suddenly three out of the four of you are getting hit by a completely different member of the crew from who you thought so yeah i think yeah. higher player count this can really start to mess you up nice yeah agreed all right let's move on uh bulldozer it's your turn chaos in the prison another treachery uh there's one of these in uh everybody's deck except for pile driver looks like so record thunderball and bulldozer each have one uh when revealed choose to either discard an upgrade you control or place one threat on the active villain side scheme for each upgrade you control if you do not control any upgrades, this card gains Surge. And then as a boost effect, if this attack is undefended, discard an upgrade you control. My big question about this is, Pile Driver, why don't you cause chaos? I, I can only assume it's because <laughs> he's off uh, holding everybody's attention while the rest of us just wreck things. Everyone's in stunned silence from his rapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I would well, say confused maybe might be better than stunned there. <laughs> well, the reason I don't have the three guys take an angry selfie treachery is uh, I already <laughs> discard a bunch of upgrades and supports just uh, with my normal cards. So, But I do wish this card was also in my deck. Like, make me even harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does seem counterintuitive to pile driver's whole right. theme. Like, that's what right. he does, but he's not doing it with this one. Does he have an extra card in his main set or something? There's a few cards that are not in everybody's deck. We'll see one later on where it's Wrecker, Pile Driver, and Thunderball. So they've kind of moved things around a little bit. Everyone ends up with the same the t- same total of 15 cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this card's, you know, it's kind of nasty because, you know, you might think, oh, good, I don't have an upgrade. I'll just place a threat. But then it surges, too. So it's you don't kind of get out of it. By not well, having any upgrades. If you don't have any upgrades, there's no threat because it's one threat per upgrade. Oh shoot, that's right. But it's surges. But the surge is there, yeah. Surges, yeah. So it doesn't whiff. But oh, it doesn't uh, completely whiff. I wish it was 
Okay, then I wish the when revealed did something, and then it surges if you don't control any upgrades. Like, and surge is more impactful too. Yeah, I think this card could be nastier. To be honest, it it seems like it, it's kind of tame. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure why it doesn't also hit your supports because supports are typically like buildings and locations, and these guys are burning down the building. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is gonna hurt like an Iron Man who's all kitted out. So. <laughs> yeah. Better yet, an Iron Man who's not kitted out yet and only has like two upgrades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. while well, you're setting up a Black Panther missing one of his key cards. Yeah. Hmm. I wish it instead it was just one threat per upgrade. I just wish it was, you know, a standard number, like four. Like something bad. So then you're like, oh crap. You know? Insight four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could even have discard an upgrade if you like, then place one one threat per per upgrade you control. If this place fewer than four threat, it gains surge. Yeah. Something like, like that. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or place yeah. one threat on all the villain side schemes, or yeah, nice. it could have been it could have been nastier. I think maybe we'll get that in return to the wrecker or nightmare the wrecker. Ah, there you go. I think you're forgetting your crew there. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. Oh, it must be because it's early or something. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. All right. Uh, it would be pile driver's turn for the next one. All right. <clears throat> this is in every villain's deck. One copy. It is a minion. It is a corrupt prison guard. He has zero scheme and two attack. Three hit points. He's a traitor. And he just has guard as his text. So when this guy's engaged with you, you cannot attack the villain. Isn't this at Rikers? Yeah, it is at Rikers. Corrupt prison guards at Rikers? What are they doing? I'd never noticed the traitor trait before. That's kind of great. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they really need to start vetting their staff better before they uh, before they hire guards. <laughs> guards who are crap at planning anything, obviously too. I mean, you don't hire big boss man for his uh, for his plans, right? You just want to put him in the ring. Big big boss man, anybody? WWF? All right. No, <laughs> not, not familiar. <laughs> okay, that's fine. He's a wrestler. No, he dresses like a cop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good one. He was a wrestler. Yeah, all right. Uh, we can take that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Uh, my complaint with the corrupt prison guard is guard only stops you from attacking the villain. And according to the rules, cards that refer to the villain only refer to the active villain. So while the corrupt prison guard is engaged with you, you can still attack the other three members of the crew, just not the guy who's the active villain. Yeah, and half the time you don't have the guy active that you're trying to knock out. Yeah, so that's kind of like, it's too bad they didn't just create a new text that says you may not attack any villain while Corrupt right. Prison Guard is in play. Agreed. There's, Agreed. there's plenty of space in that text box. Yeah. <laughs> and he has no boost icons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have just been guard and then like four, you know? <laughs> like just put a four after it and it's like, this affects up to four villains, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. I, when this guy comes out, I'm I'm pretty happy to see him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if you brought Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy turn off. Yep. All right, Thunderball. Okay, so next up we have the Escaped Convict. Uh, it's another minion. He has one scheme, one attack, two hit points. He has the criminal trait and surge. 
and then as a boost his boost ability is move the active counter to the villain whose side scheme has the least threat if you're in hero form the villain attacks you after this attack that attack does not get a boost card i mean it surges so it's not terrible but i think i'm i'm much more worried about this as a boost card than as a as an actual encounter card you know the, the convict oh, yeah. himself is fairly I'm not afraid of Andy Dufresne here, but I am afraid of the truth. <laughs> um, that last line is interesting. That attack does not get a boost card. So what? So we've had all of you read a card. Um, my question for you guys, why do you hate boost icons? It's extra math. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> what, are we a nerd? Nope, not happening. <laughs> Thunderball's already got in, uh, already got enough uh, enough boost icons in his set anyway, so he can... You know, he can afford to, uh, you know, let a couple of the generic cards slide. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, you get one of these in each deck, so there's a chance that you're going to see it no matter what. And then when you get attacked by that villain, you're not adding anything to it because this card itself doesn't have a boost icon. And then you get attacked again, but that card doesn't have a boost icon. So it's a little easy, I think, to, like, math it out for your defense because you, you know what's coming. And, yep. you know, you won't get into any of the fun specialty boost icons that second attack which is too bad you do get the forced response from the extra villain which you probably weren't planning on oh that's true. true yep and this is yet another ability to move the active counter and i think that's the real that's nice yeah yeah the yep. real beauty yeah. of this card is is that actually it shines in multiplayer again yep i uh rules question if and I, I think this has been cleared up, but off the top of my head, I can't remember. If uh, the active counter is already on the villain with the least threat, do you move it? And if there are two villains that have the same amount of threat, both are least, do you move it? Uh, first player chooses in the second scenario. But like, uh, but I'm saying, like, if um, if the active counter is already on a villain with the least threat, and then there's another villain that has the same amount of threat yeah. do you move it in that case like do you have to no uh, you don't have to i believe it's first player's choice so even if you can move it you don't have to right but if you choose not to move it you would still get attacked a second time because it's not a if this moves it you get attacked right. it's just that villain attacks you and the fact that it's the same villain attacking twice doesn't matter right, right. that right. makes sense yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if you had to move it if you could. Interesting. Um, I was going to look that up, and um, there there is actually a ruling that I just ran by that the, the guard should prevent you from attacking all villains. Oh. oh. I mean, that's just an email response from Caleb, I assume. But okay. Oh, nice. Good. So we don't have to critical encounters house rule that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I definitely have not been playing it that way. Well, now you will. Now I will. Is it because... Uh, there's oh i see what you mean. yeah yeah the only it's answer on the other guard question is written oh yeah no and guard is written wrong for that answer i think but but in the in the rule book guard always prevents you from attacking the villain and i guess if they're all villains uh yeah I but in yeah in the wrecking crew book it says any card that refers to the villain in quotes only refers to the active villain ah i see so which they, is why they yeah that's the issue there yep I yeah see. I feel like a house rule for the, the boost on this escaped convict convict should be if you can't move it, you, you should have to. Because, you know, maybe if there was two villains that 
each had the same amount of least threat. And so you've already moved it once to the one that you're like, okay, well, of these two, I'll I'll take this one. He's the least <coughs> worst. And then that boost comes up. Crap, now I got to move it to the one I didn't want to. It just seems like. I think that's how I've played it. As long as they're still the one with the least threat, if you can move it. Yep. Um, yeah, the only answer Caleb had was it's possible the active counter will not move, but the attack still occurs. Okay. Assuming you're in hero form. Okay. Yep. I think I always played it that if I could move it, I did in the scenario I gave. But you're also you're also used to really bad things happening all the time. I am. Thanks to, yeah. <laughs> thanks to the other card game, so that makes a lot of sense. I grim rule the heck out of this game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I haven't um, been absolutely stomped by this deck yet, so I'm pretty sure what they mean is I nope. lose everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's fine. Okay. So should we go with uh, Daniel for the next one? Get wrecked. A treachery. When revealed as alter ego, the villain whose side scheme has the most threat schemes. Ouch. And when revealed as the hero, the villain whose side scheme has the least threat attacks you. That's treachery. That's, yeah. <laughs> this is the best one. Yeah, that one's actually really good because both sides pick the villain that's presumably the one that's going to hurt you the most. Yeah. This is the, oh, you've been gaming this? Yep. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> And is there one in each deck? I forgot to mention that. Yep. Yes. There is, right? Okay. Great name, great art. This is this is the best card. Yep. This is the one you hope you don't see. I'm just trying to find like a glimpse of bulldozer in that art. Yeah, me too. Like <laughs> you can kind of see a piece of his helmet. Yeah, there's, there's there's something at the back. That could be that could be uh Henry Camp's daughter as bulldozer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you it guys doesn't... know that Pile Driver has a son, and the son is known as the Excavator, and he has a magic shovel? Oh my gosh, like a toddler? <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ooh. Sandbox shovel. <laughs> it's it's in case the Pile Driver's sick, and they need somebody in to fill in. They won't even notice a difference. <laughs> oh, ouch! Ooh. Or just you know, just to, if they get out of prison. Oh, it's snowing. You know, we, we need to clear a path for the getaway car. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just use my giant hands as shovels, so I don't need to have them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, move us along, awesome. Mike. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve, you get to uh, choose one of the last remaining two to read. Well, I'm going to do the attachment. Uh, All right. Okay, held hostage is an attachment. There's one in each of the decks, and it says, attached to the active villain's side scheme. Threat cannot be removed from attached side scheme by thwarting and as a hero action the villain corresponding to the attached side scheme attacks you then discard this card and has one boost icon it's going to sit there and you're not going to be able to remove threat uh, by thwarting which is important because there are other ways to remove threat and if you want to clear this you have to taunt them into attacking you so that you can get rid of the held hostage they'll leave the hostage alone and come after you instead so these can be a little frustrating if they attach at the wrong time or to the wrong scheme if you're trying to maneuver things. But sometimes I've just left them in, okay, I guess that one side scheme is just going to trigger all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad it's not just to spend resources to get rid of it. I'm glad you, you have to get an attack, which means you're probably exhausting somebody. Wrecked. <laughs> that poor guy in the photo. <laughs> like I, I picked the wrong job. I... <laughs> I know I keep talking about the art, so I'm not going to change it here. But the art here is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, like Thunderbolt's three times bigger than that guy, and he went out of his way to put his chain around him when it looks like he could fit his whole hand around him. 
<laughs> I'm going to tie you up. And he's like, this really isn't, isn't necessary. I'm not going to do anything. He's like, no, I'm tying you up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I lug this, yeah. I lugged this huge chain here. I'm tying somebody up with it, man. All right. Which leaves us with the last one. This is a treachery. I've been waiting for this. When revealed, the active villain gains three hit points. Give that villain a tough status card. Special boost. Move the active counter to the villain with the least threat on his side scheme. That villain, scheme. Hmm. And, and this one's only in Wrecker, Piledriver, and Thunderball. Okay. So this is another one of those way worse in solo than in four-player. With that, yeah. that three hit points that don't scale yeah, per definitely. player. The boost... Again, situation dependent. Depends how, how much you've been keeping the guy with the least threat down. What do you guys think? I guess actually as a, as a boost again, it's potentially more of a problem in multiplayer because if you get that boost, you move it to a different hero, a different villain, that villain schemes, then somebody else is in alter ego and that, that villain schemes again. You could go from, this is fine, there's nothing on it, to, oh, and that scheme just triggered. Right. So, yeah, I, I think... The boost, the boost is better in multiplayer. The one revealed more so in solo. And uh, unlike the the convicts move and then attack, this one still gets the scheme still gets a boost card. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. Which, yeah. It's not like game ending because you're not gonna kill anybody with it or uh, pop the main scheme, but it's it could potentially really hurt you. It's significantly different by getting that boost card. <laughs> Well, depending on which deck it is and how many boost icons are left in that deck, but <laughs> right. Well, there you go. There you have it. So I, I have a question about this scenario. First off, I love before the question. I do like the design of this. I think I think the wrecking crew is a fun a fun thing to play against. And as you know, you all took your turns talking about the cards, and we we looked at everybody, and, and every every one of these villains is frightening, right? We have all sorts of ways we talked about how they fear us, and we don't want them to be active, and all that kind of stuff. Here's my question. Why is this scenario so easy to beat? Because I, uh, I, it's kind of, I mean, it seems to me that in when you when you hear about this scenario, most people will talk about that it is easy. Why is that? Or maybe I'm just such a good player and it's just easy for me. I don't know. Um, I, think, I think the loss condition is is not hard enough. It's absolutely. So okay, so you just have so much time to do it to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, can, as long as you keep the main scheme from, you know going over you're you're you can just take forever and, beat and the main scheme doesn't even go up by player which is something i completely missed when i first played this yeah i, th I think if the main scheme was one per instead of just one that, that would make a big difference mm -hmm. because yeah if you're playing within four player you might never bother you know you could easily go 10 or so rounds before you even think about thwarting the main scheme yep because none of these none of these cards add threat to it the, yeah there's like four minions that might scheme for one and that's the only way to like add threat to the main scheme, pretty much. There is Thunderball has a way, right? From Thunderball, yeah, yeah. yeah. And acceleration uh, tokens. So it's weird because I, I find in solo that six threat threshold is more. It's more. It's more difficult because you can, you know, you only have six rounds, but then you could get an acceleration token. But then in you don't get the acceleration tokens as fast because you're not going through the decks as quick. In a multiplayer, yeah. you're going through the decks faster, but I, I don't know. It, you have more thwarting to deal with. <clears throat> yeah, it's not balanced solo four player, say. Mm. Um, and the only, like you said, the only 
minion that's going to scheme and put threat on the main scheme is that escaped convict. And there's only four of them in the deck. The prison guard is a zero scheme, so he's not doing anything. So you can really kind of math it out. The other thing with solo is there's no comboing like whatsoever. Right? Yeah, that's a big part of it too. I think that the uh, the issue is that it's easy to like it's it's an interesting mechanic, but it's easy to to figure out your your line of of winning, mm-hmm. and there's not enough to throw you off the rails. Like even though right. the, the the token can bounce around a little bit, that in itself isn't enough of a punishment. Maybe mm-hmm. if they got extra attacks or just things sped if things were sped up for the wrecking crew then it'd be much more dangerous if there was say a forced effect when this villain becomes the active villain something bad happens yeah 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 if there was a rule i'm just thinking off the top of my head so this is probably not doable but if there was a rule that said if the active villain marker moves to the villain with the least threat place a threat on the main scheme yeah that'd be good mm-hmm. just something like that so then mm-hmm. you're constantly worried that, that could happen yeah, the lack of boost icons is a, is an issue. It's it's noticeably low in the yes. set, and we do have to take the timing when this released into context. Because if I'm not mistaken, this wasn't developed at the same time as the core and the Green Goblin set. Am I right about that? What did Molly tell us? Um, I would guess that this was being developed and play tested before they had really any community feedback on. The, okay, you know the game because it does look like they were addressing some of the meta either from playtesters or from any early plays they saw because like, it definitely combats some of the early strategies you see like ally swarm was unstoppable before this and this clearly addresses that mm-hmm. and i wonder if they were thinking oh we're really teching against the player maybe we should tone down the boost i don't know I- i'm spitballing right you, d- you don't know what they're thinking but it might be a question for for the designers when we get them back on. Yeah, it might just be a scenario that is more geared towards newer, younger players, too. So you're not getting curb stomped. And, you know, maybe it's more enjoyable if you're playing with younger players that just want to have fun and win and get to beat up four villains. But it's definitely yeah. not, uh, it's definitely not a, a quest. I say quest, sorry. It's definitely not a scenario that you play <laughs> against if you're like, oh, let's see how good my deck is. It's like, well. This isn't going to tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, it only tell you if you lose. You're like, wow, my deck sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really terrible deck builder. Good to know. <laughs> Although I got to say, I do like playing these these quests with the pre-built hero decks. When I first get them, I'm not deck building right away. I'm just taking them right out of the box, which is what they were designed for. Okay. Right. Hmm. And I think that goes along with what Chad said. Yeah. 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 I've heard people uh, say it's too fiddly to to set up. I don't think that's the case if you have your uh, stored properly. You can take it out, set it up right. in seconds because you're you're not shuffling in any additional cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think most of the time I spend setting up for this game is trying to remember which um, which scenario I left standard in last time I played. So you know, you've that <laughs> solves that problem straight away. <laughs> This takes forever because I got to scour my house for more uh, threat dials. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually think you can't play it if you don't have them, honestly. So, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> if you only have three threat dials, you just got to drop one of the villains out. So you have to you have to buy a new core set. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really the only the only recourse. Only, yeah. <laughs> um, well, this was a lot of fun. 
My goodness. This was fun. Yeah, thanks again for everyone coming on. Uh, this oh, has yeah. been a blast. It's been quite a journey. Thank you for, for doing the research, giving everyone the backstory of these wonderful villains. It's been a while since we've looked at this quest, so it's, uh, it's good to have you shine some light on it. I just hope people will listen and then give another play. Appreciate the invitation. Thanks for coming on, guys. Hey, I just got Wasp, so I, I think I'm going to take her against this one. Oh, you got Wasp already? Lucky. <sighs> Arrived today. Ugh. I just saw a bunch of the uh, the cargo ships in, in uh, Huntington Beach lined up uh, further than I've ever seen ever in my life. So really? we're probably not getting anything for a while. <laughs> really? Oh, that, that's kind of neat that you have a... Uh, is that... I know this is way off topic, but you saw it in a picture or did you see it in real life? Oh, my family lives out there. Really? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's neat. Whereas, of course, we've we've just left the European Union. So, you know, we're, we're not getting any imports or exports of any description for the <laughs> oh. next six months. So, yeah, that's kind of, uh, it's a good job that Wasp made it in because who knows when we're seeing anybody else. Oh, man. We'll, we'll tell you about <laughs> Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch when we get them. <laughs> How ironic is it that Quicksilver will be like really slow? This guy quick at all. I, I think he appeared at the beginning of December for a few people who picked him up on Amazon. See, now that think, makes sense. Uh, and then, uh, then very quickly withdrawn again when somebody realized that it shouldn't have been released yet for about two months. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how do the good people find us, Mike? Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. We are Critical Encounters. Oh, which member of the Wrecking Crew is your favorite? Is it the bad boy, the talented one, the quiet one, the shy one? Let us know. We are Critical Encounters Pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook as Critical Encounters and on Discord as Fardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke, Brave, Spider Mana, The Chap, and Mighty Jim. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Wreckers, take us out. Someone call for a wrecking crew? Bring it on! It's wrecking time! They woke up complaining. But that number is huge. I'll have it for you. But it's much more than the number of 11,779. That's that's the current margin is only 11,779, right? And you agree with that, right? And yeah. that's something I think everyone, at least everyone agrees on that number. But that's the difference. And I've had hundreds of tons of ballots that I'll be able to actually get you a pretty accurate number. I don't need that much of a number because... In theory, Kang lost by that margin. And, you know, you have a substantial number of people, thousands and thousands, who went to vote and were told they couldn't vote and they were because a ballot had been put on their name. And that, you know, that's very, 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 very sad. Oh, God, Mustafa, I missed you. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to end or not. I could have kept going, but I thought I'd stop there. You can see the entire transcript at the Washington Post, people. You you bring up a really good point. I voted for Kang, and Kang didn't win. There you go. That's suspicious, right? Because I voted. That's yet more evidence. Thank you, Shane. I knew there Uh was a reason I invited you on this show. Yeah, of course. (laughs) What a question. All right. What are we really...